Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, CAB Incorporated presents Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Now, here's your host, Amanda Pierch. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X. I am your host, Amanda Pierch, and I am joined today by Alyssa Davis. She is the Executive Director of the Sugarloaf CID. Good morning, Alyssa. Good morning. Welcome to the show. As you guys know, CAB Incorporated is the presenting sponsor of this wonderful series, and they have been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing. Since 1982, they have been serving a variety of industries, including infrastructure, hydraulics, automotive, and rail, with their precision machine and iron steel products. As a woman-owned company, CAB is proud to be the presenting sponsor of Celebrating Powerhouse Women. And this series is also brought to you in part by McCarthy Building Companies and Cat Rangers. Without further ado, let's begin our conversation today with Alyssa, our powerhouse guest. Again, welcome to the show and thank you for your time today. Thanks for having me. Of course. Now, you and I had the chance to spend some time together before the whole... um, wackiness in the world happened with the pandemic we were at a groundbreaking event for what hotel was that uh, for the Westin Hotel the at the Westin. Infinite Energy Center, yes. And we had a lovely groundbreaking ceremony mm-hmm. where people could shake hands and love on each other yeah. and the hard hats. And I think that's one of the last times you and I saw each other face-to-face outside of the events here lately. So yeah. it's wonderful to be across the table from you and spend some time together today. Um, I'm going to ask you really quickly just because, you know, I'm very enthusiastic and I know you are too about our great community. Give us just a light overview of what you do with the CID and kind of how, um, you know, what it encompasses and then maybe kind of trail into your history previous to Sugarloaf, maybe with Gateway 85. Sure. So I'm the executive director of the Sugarloaf Community Improvement District, and I know some people know what CIDs are, maybe not everyone. So um, they are basically commercial districts where property owners pay an additional tax to fund improvements in the district. So um, those improvements go to fund things like infrastructure, um, especially transportation projects, landscaping, beautification, security, that kind of thing. Our goal is to make the area safe, attractive, and connected. And so um, as opposed to other kinds of taxes where you don't always know where your tax dollars are going, right? Well, these tax dollars are staying right outside your front door. So as a property owner, you can invest your money in projects that benefit you and the community as well. Um, So it's a great model. And um, before I worked for, so I should say where Sugarloaf CID is, the Sugarloaf Community Improvement District is in the area around the Infinite Energy Center. Mm -hmm. So um, Sugarloaf Parkway, Satellite Boulevard, and um, great business community and also great entertainment district. Mm -hmm. Um, We're ready for the concerts and shows to come back. Um, But the forum has been hosting events like the Moxie Awards. I know we saw each other there uh, recently, and that was a great event where they did the social distance tables and and temperature checks and everything so it's great to see people coming back out uh, for those types of things but before i worked at sugarloaf i worked for the gateway 85 cid um, for seven years and actually got that job while i was an intern at, or, or as an intern while i was still at georgia tech getting my master's in city planning wow so um it was a uh, you know a great opportunity to learn while i was still in school and um you know i had um, John McHenry was my oh, a great mentor. He hired me, and um, the great thing about that internship was it wasn't like go you know do little menial things, file things. I mean, I did you know 
I filed the things. grunt work. But I, <laughs> I, he took me to all the meetings he was going to, introduced me to people. So it was a really, you know, great opportunity to learn the community and, you know, get involved. Get and I wrote the grant applications and that was what, uh, we got some successful grant applications. That was how I got hired full time. So, um, what was one of the grant applications that you I'm had success? So, um, there were some LCI applications through ARC. That's the Livable Centers Initiative. Um, one of them was for a transit study. Uh, another one was for a landscaping project. So, just doing that kind of thing for the CID, mm -hmm. I found that I could do that well. So, it you know paid off in getting me a full time job because I graduated in 2010. Mm -hmm. Um, from my master's program, and that was not a great time to find a job, as many of you remember. Because the market Because the market yeah. was, yeah, it's still, um, there were just, you know, a, a lot of people were still not hiring or, you know, had were still kind of Uncertain. cutting and yeah. cutting jobs. And so it was great to come out of school with a job. Now, um, you said you, you graduated from Georgia Tech. Congratulations to you. And then you went in and you had your internship, and that kind of gave you a really good um, lay of the land. You mentioned a, a few times transportation, and I know that's something that you're passionate about. And I was reading your bio before you came in. Maybe you can shed a little bit of light on some of the transportation projects that you've had a hand in or that you guys have a hand in currently um, with our audience. Yeah, so, um, and, you know, when we talk about transportation, it's really – all the modes of transportation, right? So um, the one that most of us, you know, are familiar with, with our daily commutes roadway projects. So um, we, you know, just, we have a project in partnership with Gwinnett County right now on Sugarloaf Parkway between the interstate and the new entrance to um, the Infinite Energy Center to the parking decks. That project is almost complete. Mm -hmm. uh, there's still some landscaping work that needs to be cleaned up and, um, you know, I was just actually uh, talking with some people. There were some traffic light issues this yes. morning. So, you know, I was in that area yesterday. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So, um, but it, it's in addition to it being uh, traffic flow improvement, the CID put in money to put in uh, mast arms, um, you know, the big poles where the traffic signals hang off instead mm -hmm. of the wires. And oh, then yeah. also um, pavers, and we're going to be installing some plants as part of the landscaping and so that's part of the so, beautification yeah so uh -huh. in addition to it being a transportation improvement it's a chance to improve the aesthetics of the area as well yeah, because that's the gateway to our community we're also working on a loop trail study right now which is a really exciting project I um, I like trails I like to run so mm -hmm. um, that's something that I know is becoming more and more in demand and the county's put a lot of work into their master trails plan so one of the projects from that plan that the CID has taken a part in spearheading is connecting the loop trail which is a large loop that will connect the Gwinnett Place area where we are right now mm -hmm. to the Sugarloaf CID and the Infinite Energy mm -hmm. Center and it will connect up to Swanee's trail system. Wow. So we're doing a study for that right now which will so be a great, great connection. Yeah. Essentially run from Swanee to, yeah. to here. That's so you great. Could, yeah. yeah. So yeah maybe one day I can you know or come from my office to your uh -huh. studios like, or <laughs> on the trail ride. like ride a bike uh -huh. to you. So um, that sounds yeah. a lot like I'm from Peachtree City, Georgia. And so we have all the golf cart trails and everything is connected. And um, in Noonan or Coweta, they have implemented something called the link, which is very similar, but on a smaller scale. Uh -huh. So it seems a lot of communities are really turning towards a connectivity like that to kind of enhance um, 
you know, the city and, yeah. and, and provide an amenity per se for the residents. Yeah, I think it's a it's an amenity. It's a way to get around. So it's a transportation uh, means for some people, like maybe to get to work. But for other people, it's just like for recreation to go out for a run or yeah. just get some fresh air. Like on your lunch break, you might want to, you know, get Come out walk. and get some exercise. So having a trail near your office is a great amenity to mm-hmm. have. I like that. So. Well, I could talk to you about CID all day, but we'll save that for a lunch date. I want to dive into Alyssa and a little bit about you personally. So you and I were chatting before the show and you, like me, are a transplant to Atlanta from Florida originally, but you call Atlanta your own. So tell us a little bit about whenever you were growing up here in Atlanta and uh, the days leading up to your schooling and college. Yeah, so I grew up um, in Atlanta, like in town, actually in the city of Atlanta. I went to Grady High School. Um, in Midtown Atlanta so um, and I you know I mean I guess at that time you know Midtown Atlanta looked a little different, different than it yeah. does now um, so uh, after high school I you know wanted to get out of town and go somewhere else so mm-hmm. I went to college Davidson College in North Carolina and um, it's a liberal arts school uh, had a great time it was very different from my high school experience right. and um that's so, kind of like a artsy town isn't it like a creative area yeah it's i mean it's and and like i was like we always said it's liberal arts school you're learning how to think right mm-hmm. so and then i didn't really know what i wanted to do with my life at that point i don't think i went into college with a very good idea of you know this is going to be my career so um, when i graduated i uh, something that I did feel passionate about was, you know, education. And so I, you know, I had gone to public school in Atlanta, so I joined Teach for America. Mm-hmm. And that me- took me to New York City for three years. It was a two-year program, and I stayed a third year. What is Teach for America? So Teach so- for America is a program that takes uh, ma- mainly recent college graduates in- to teach in schools that are basically kind of the best way to say it is like schools where people don't want to teach right so it's so you know underperforming Mm -hmm. schools schools and communities that are in dire need of you know teachers good teachers yeah and so they put you through a kind of teacher boot camp over Mm -hmm. the summer and then you go in and um you know you get the training and you're you teach and it's uh it was probably the most challenging thing I've ever done you know because I was teaching at a school in the South Bronx and um now that's the city city. yeah yeah so you know they at our our first day for the new teachers they told us you know don't call us during your lunch break and tell us you're not coming back don't you know like they had that kind of thing happen so it was you know and it was it's it, it was a tough environment to be in because, you know, it's the kids there are not only dealing with, you know, some of them were behind in school, but they have their issues mm-hmm. at home. And, and there were just so many factors in that community. We didn't have a playground for mm. the kids or anything. And so um, that was really what got me interested in city planning mm-hmm. is kind of seeing how oh, the root the of, education, yeah. you know, uh, education can be and I really think could can be a great equalizer for people but there are so many factors that go into educational access and mm-hmm. the quality of education that are beyond just education so that's really what got me interested in city planning and thinking about how you know 
your transportation and your affects everything. Yeah, else. and how yeah. you know that your housing affects your education and how you know your uh, access to healthy food in your neighborhood all mm-hmm. these things They're are connected, connected. Yeah. and so that's like the way my brain works is like big thinking big picture so I guess I kept thinking about these issues and didn't even know that city planning was a thing at that mm-hmm. point until I just kept you know kept thinking about these things reading about it and discovered oh there's this whole field of city planning it's not like I knew somebody who did that, and I was like, okay, "I want to be just, you when I grow up." Yeah, right. I was just like, "Okay, I, this is so. This is what I'm interested mm-hmm. in." And um, was this on a voluntary basis? So, uh, the Teach for America sounds kind of like an internship, and you kind of reference that. Were you compensated, or was this just all on your own? Oh, so I was a teacher. I actually, yeah. So I was uh, got you know certified as a teacher, was paid a teacher salary, um, and then also you know got my master's in teaching from Pace University in New York while I was teaching at the same time. Wow. So. Goodness. So you got your master's and then from New York is what brought you to Atlanta. So you were in New York for five years? I was there for experience? three years. Okay. Yeah. And then came back to Atlanta and um, taught for two years. Well, that was still part of figuring out that city planning was mm-hmm. what I was interested mm-hmm. in what I wanted to do. So That happens to a lot of people. Nobody, or I just say nobody, I sure didn't know what I wanted to do right when I went to school. I was still kind of figuring it out. And you have to have that life experience or that aha moment, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. for the stars to kind of align and for you to find your passion. Yeah. So I'm glad that you were able to discover that through your um, Teach for America endeavor. And I can tell that you're passionate about uh, your time there, the smile on your face (laughs) and the way that you're um, speaking about it lets me know that it's near and dear to your heart. So let's fast forward to Atlanta when you got here to Atlanta. Yeah, so um, came back to Atlanta. I actually, so I taught for two years um, in, in the Atlanta public schools and then um, applied to Georgia Tech for the city and regional planning program. And that was, you know, how I found the world of CIDs. Mm-hmm. Because before that, I mean, the, I think as much as, as many CIDs have been created in recent years and as much as we try to raise the awareness of CIDs, most people don't know what a CID is. Right. So um, I didn't know until I went to school for planning. And uh, one of the, the, I guess the first CID I became aware of was um, the one in Midtown Atlanta because I had to write a paper on it. Mm-hmm. And so um, they have the Midtown Alliance and there's a Midtown Improvement District. And so I was like, oh, this is an interesting, um, you know, idea and it's pretty cool how they came up with a plan and then implemented the vision and so I you know then I was looking for an internship while I was in school and as I mentioned this was I was in at Georgia Tech from 2008 to 2010 so not a great time to find even internships right so I uh, saw one for Gwinnett it was called Gwinnett Village it's now Gateway 85 CID Mm -hmm. and you know saw they were talking about transit and all these things that I was really interested Mm -hmm. in and went into interview and And nailed it that was yeah that was it (laughs) and And then I got and then I got the internship that um you you mentioned before yes now somewhere in between there and all kind of um going along with your kind and patient and loving and caring personality you met a fella along the way (laughs) 
tell yes. us tell us ha- tell us your love story Alyssa yeah so um I met my husband um online we were online dating yes that's exciting uh, so you know it's so funny some people look at me so weird when I say that and I'm like that's how people meet no, now it's wonderful to see a, like a human success story rather than all the catfish stuff that you hear on tv <laughs> yeah so it's funny on our first date um so he's from Atlanta on our first date we realized we had lived in the same neighborhood but not at the same time and we had been at he went to Davidson but we were there we didn't we missed each other so it was one of those things it was that, faded. that we uh, it was very weird it's like how have we not met before yeah. now we feel like we should have met so um so you know it was a that made me more comfortable uh-huh. too. Yeah, like, you could like track the roots. You're like, it's okay. relevant. Okay. Um, yeah. So it was, and so he's a pilot, which uh, makes for an interesting lifestyle in terms of, you know, he uh, has a great, it's great when he's home, right? But when he's gone, he's gone. He's gone, yeah. Yeah. So, so. Um, but it, it's, and I really enjoyed some of the perks of that before we had my daughter, because mm-hmm. I love to travel. Um, something none of us are really getting to do, do as now, much of yeah. it these days but uh you know I I got to go along on some trips with him and and how exciting to have your husband at the helm of the jet you yeah know you're gonna get there safely yeah so I've actually I was with him once when he had to make an emergency landing oh my goodness but it wasn't it wasn't that big of okay. a deal but it was just you know he said I'm I don't want you to freak out, but I'm going to have to declare emergency. And I think it was basically like the anti lock brakes had failed. So one of those things like you hopefully don't even need them, mm-hmm. but you need Just to, in case. to like make sure in case you need them that you, you know, so is and it ended up being totally fine and very uneventful. So have yeah. you ever got to sit in the co-pilot seat with him? Yeah, I have. Nice. I bet that's so. fun. Now tell us, you said you mentioned your daughter, and I know she's too just from our previous conversations. So how long have you guys been married, and when did um, Annabelle come into the mix? Yeah, we've been married, what, six years now? And um, so my daughter is two. Yeah, so she was born in 2018, and uh, she's awesome. So mm-hmm. she's, she's a lot of fun. Busy. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's uh, full of energy. Her favorite word is no, because she's two. Mm-hmm. So Everything is no. Yeah, everything's now. That's okay. Well, you're definitely, you know, you're sitting here um, and telling us about your your accomplishments and your career and your schooling and your achievements, and now we're throwing motherhood on top of that. Tell me some of the things that you kind of do personally to maintain a work-life integration and how you kind of give um, your best self um, to work in addition to your family. Yes, for me, it's really about finding the flexibility. Flexibility is really the big issue um, in terms of being a parent and trying to work at the same time. And I think that the COVID experience has really like hit that home, Mm -hmm. right? So my daughter's two, so I haven't had the same challenges as um, some, you know. Online learning parents. Some parents have, right? And and my daughter's luckily at the age where like, she just wants to be with mommy and daddy. And Mm -hmm. so she's happy being home with us. I was like, gotta be so hard having teenagers right now who, you know, they just, I remember being a teenager, teenager, I was like, I want to be with my friends. I don't want to be stuck at home with my parents. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's really showed, I think all of us that, that how we work and needs to be a little more flexible. Mm -hmm. And so what, for me, I try to make sure I have my things on my calendar that I have to do. Like, these are my priorities and the look of my week. And then 
make as much time as possible for my daughter. Like I want to be able to be home with her, have dinner with her, mm-hmm. give her a bath, put her to bed, and then I can work after that, right? Yeah. So it's even if that means like I'm leaving the office a little early, I can get it done later. Trying to prioritize that I have that time with her mm-hmm. has been, you know, important to me and I think that that is going through this COVID experience has let me think about that a little mm-hmm. as even more important, right. I'd say. And I'm sure, like you mentioned, that she's enjoying the time that you guys you guys yeah. do get to spend together. And I'm sure she cherishes the time um, with you that she gets to spend alone when your husband's gone. I know that I like special time with my mom, and I yeah. did things with my dad separately. You know, as a, as a girl, being with your mom, there's a certain there's a certain love and enjoyment for that. So I'm sure even at her young age, she enjoys the special time that she gets with you. Um, you mentioned earlier in, in through the conversation of the paths and stuff that you're a runner. So tell me what you do to keep your, your mind and your body nimble. Yeah. So, um, and you know, I, I guess once I had my daughter, it, <laughs> it, it felt like I had to like relearn Start, how yeah. to exercise all over again. Well, you just carried and, a human for nine months. So yeah, that's to be expected. And, and I, you know, slowly got back. I had run before and I was like slowly getting back into that, got a jogging stroller, um, like a hand-me-down jogging stroller and uh, started doing pure bar classes, Ooh, which I love. Yoga? So it's what like the bar classes, you know, like the, the small movements mm-hmm. that are kind of like from ballet, I guess. Oh, and okay. So it's it's like repetitive small movements, but it really oh, hurts. Yeah. And um, so I was doing all that. And then, of course, COVID has changed everything. everything. Uh-huh. But one of the things that it made me start getting back into was the running. Mm-hmm. So I love going out for a run. And especially, you know, if it's a day that I can work from home or I don't have an early meeting, I love to like go run in the morning. In the morning yeah. And like, it's the best way to start mm-hmm. the day. And, the, and it's just a chance to get outside and um, clear I, your mind. Yeah, clear my mind. I haven't been back to any classes or the gym yet. So I also have the Peloton app. Ooh, there you go. And which is great. Do like, you have the Peloton I don't bike? have the bike, but the app is, you can get the app and you can do the workouts. Um, I think it's like twelve ninety nine. Like a month on, or but something. what are you riding? Like, do so you have a no, they, they have like all sorts of workouts. Oh, so that cool. you can do like, uh, I did a 20 minute like legs workout the other day okay. and just did it in my basement, you so know, you with don't weights have to have the bike. And, yeah. So awesome. you can do those kind of workouts and they even do some, they have some outdoor runs. So they'll like tell you what to do mm-hmm. while you listen, you know? And so I found that to be a good way to like make up for the not being able yeah. to go do classes in person, but still, you know, when you run, do you listen to music? Do you have it quiet? Do you listen to a podcast, the news? I, I listen to music. Yeah. Yeah. Or Keeps I listen you going. to like, a you know, or the Peloton where it like runs, they, you know, they have music. They, have they tell music, you what yeah. to do. Like I yeah, always, so. um, admire, I was going to say envy, but that's not, not true. I admire the people who can do it with no music who are out there and they just want to connect with, nature and hear their feet on the pavement and I'm just like I need the tempo I need that's my motivation like getting through the songs I know how much time has passed and how long I've been out there oh yeah absolutely even like doing a class like at the gym I've always thought if they have good music I'm just Just going going going. Yeah. yeah 
Well, tell me a little bit about, um, I meant, or excuse me, did I read correctly some boards that you were on here? You and I were talking about the Millennial Advisory Panel. Yeah. So that was a little bit about that. That's super cool name. And um, I'm sure our listeners are interested. Yeah. So I'm on, uh, so I'm involved in Advance Atlanta, which is um, an organization advocating for um, regional transit, improved regional transit. And so we formed out of the Millennial Advisory Panel, and that was an initiative out of the Atlanta Regional Commission. We formed so that we went through this planning process. Um, getting young people involved in kind of regional planning issues. Mm -hmm. And in 2015, at the end of that, we formed Advance Atlanta um, to, you know, advocate for regional transit and to try to, especially with our demographic, get the word out to young people, Mm -hmm. help them get educated, know what's going on. Because, you know, we find that I think a lot of times younger people don't have as much awareness sometimes about what's going on in their community if Mm -hmm. there's votes coming up or you know just any when decisions are being made public meetings are happening so really to increase awareness and and get the message message out yeah so and just increase involvement very cool and then also you are the president of advanced atlanta yes and that's an advocacy nonprofit focused on championing championing regional transit we're hearing transit a lot transit a lot here Alyssa this is a trend yeah talk a little bit about your 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 role as president so yeah and I just became president um in the I guess July so um and took over for James Touchton who'd been doing it before then and so yeah so we are working on um actually an event coming up um September 23rd and we're going to do a civic dinner. So civic dinners is a really cool uh, initiative of getting folks to talk about issues mm-hmm. in small groups. And so this is going to be a regional transit conversation with um, some regional leaders like um, Doug Hooker from the Atlanta Regional Commission, Jeff Parker from MARTA, and Chris Tomlinson from CERTA and the ATL. And so they're all going to be speaking. And then um, afterwards, we're going to break into small groups and have conversations. So it's a great opportunity for mm-hmm. people in Gwinnett um, to, learn. to talk, yeah. uh, to, to find out what's happening and have conversations, but also for all over the region. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's aimed at people from all over Metro Atlanta. So Cobb, Fulton, DeKalb, everywhere. Mm. That's, that's quite neat. I'll have to look into that September 23rd. In addition to everything that you do for our community and for your family and for yourself, um, do you have any time to give back to our community? Are you passionate about anything in particular? Now, I understand what you just mentioned is a nonprofit, so that probably takes a, a lot of your focus. Is there anything that you participate in outside of these arenas um, that you'd like to share? Yeah, so um, I'm a member of the Gwinnett Rotary Club, and we do a lot of service projects through that. Um, you know, one of the uh, ones, my favorite ones is coming up, uh, that we do the Salvation Army Angel Tree um, buy gifts for uh, young for children or seniors in need so that they can have you know Christmas Something, gifts yeah. um, we've you know one of our issues are the issues we work in is food insecurity so we've done you know the work with the food banks and um, you know that's something I feel passionate about and we personally as a family make donations to is are the food banks and I know especially in these times with yes. so many people who never thought they'd be in this position right they had good jobs and like poof it's It's gone gone, yeah and so um there's there's a great need right now and i think that's something that you know hopefully a way we can all help out 
You know, I've seen um, just kind of along that same vein throughout the the crisis um, at parks and stuff like that. There's actually signs that have a little map and it has um, locations for people to go and pick up food or meals between a certain time and a certain time. And I love that our, our community is doing that because they're putting it out there kind of discreetly for people to see because, you know, people don't necessarily want to advertise it. And they can just go and it's anonymous, but that resource is available. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, people who probably never had to think about, oh, how do I find out where to get food? Now they're, you know, they have this issue. So I'm going to take um, this break in conversation to... Um, give a quick word from one of our sponsors. Um, as I mentioned before, McCarthy Building Companies is a community-based general contractor specializing in healthcare, education, aviation, and commercial construction projects. They are committed to helping their clients achieve their short and long-term strategic goals. The McCarthy Partnership for Women believes that diverse perspectives drive better outcomes, and that's why they're thrilled to support the Celebrating Powerhouse Women series. I'd like to take a step in a different direction. You know, water bugging is one of my favorite things to do on the show, Alyssa. And um, talk about what you as a person are passionate about. Obviously, transit, transportation, community, planning. I see planning, uh, planning, planning, planning. I'd like to see your calendar at home. I bet it's color coded, isn't it? Are there different colors on your calendar? So my cal, I have, I use my like digital calendar. Okay, not, so that's, yeah, I guess uh-huh. like the one on the iPhone actually uh-huh. does have different colors. Um, uh, yeah. About, okay, so the, the root of you. How do you uh, maintain, you know, a center per se? Or what, what um, excites you? What, what is the reason, you know, when you wake up, your feet hit the ground, what gets you going? Gets me Other good. than your daughter, obviously. <laughs> I know. Only I two like... years ago. Okay. So before that, what was your vavoom? <laughs> That's a really <laughs> tough question. Wow. You're okay. not kidding. Okay. We can yeah. come back to it if you want. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, I think like big picture, I've always wanted to do something to feel like I'm making a difference. And so obviously like I did Teach for America after mm-hmm. uh, college and then it, with Uh, city planning it's all about improving the community so you know and I think um, sometimes the things we do they're not like world changing right but just those little ways we can so that's really I think what small differences small differences Uh um, add up right and so so I think that's what I would say that's what gets me up in the morning whatever I can do to you know make a little things a little bit better Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. I was like, at least I'm not making the world a worse place. Worse right? place. Yeah. <laughs> Got to leave it a better place than, than the way you found it. Is right. That, that the term? Hopefully. I so. can, I can see that for those of you that don't know Alyssa or can't see her, have never met her. She exudes all of those qualities. So it's very easy to understand that that's something that, that is your passion. I want to ask you something about efficiency and time management. Um, you wear many hats. Uh, a lot of successful people are able to accomplish a multitude of things within the first 90 minutes of their day. While as people like me just get a cup of coffee and the dog walked in the morning. What does the first 90 minutes of your day look like? Well, I would say, you know, I love this question. And um, I would say it, it does kind of depend on the day. The day so yeah. um, it depends on how early I have to be somewhere. <laughs> but ideally, I would do some sort of exercise in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um and if I have if I have time to fit it all in, I am not one of those people who can wake up at like four forty five a.m. and get it in. It hurts to get up that early. And so, and honestly, being a woman, 
it's harder, right? Because you have to do the hair and the makeup before work and all that. Yeah. And like, it just takes longer mm -hmm. for us to get ready. So if I were a man, I would work out every right. morning. But um, it's, yeah, so if I have the time, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I guess I like to spend some time in the morning, like listening to news, just like I, I need a little time for myself to, to do that get while I'm getting ready. Mm -hmm. And then I do, you know, see my daughter. I mean, unless I have something that gets me leaving the house super early for work, I want to at least see her get yes. out of bed, uh -huh. even Give if that's all I get to do, mm -hmm. even if we don't get to eat breakfast together. Um, Oh, yeah, and I'm not somebody who skips breakfast. I, have I to was going to ask you, are you a breakfast eater? Oh, I'm a breakfast eater. You know, the for old sure. adage, which I've heard is not really true, it was a gimmick by Kellogg's back in the day um, to help sell cereal in the morning that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So you are a breakfast eater. Yes, every I day. am. I am. I can't, I feel like I would get so grumpy if mm -hmm. I missed breakfast and coffee. Yeah, I was going to say coffee. Sometimes yeah. I eat breakfast. I don't skip it intentionally, but it might just turn into like a, a later lunch. I yeah. do work out in the mornings and I work out fasting, so I don't necessarily need to eat then. But sometimes I'll eat a little something after. Yeah. I'm not a fan of breakfast foods. Do you like the breakfast, like the eggs and the ham and the waffles and all that? Is that your jam or do you just like eat a granola bar protein <laughs> shake? So, <laughs> no, no protein <laughs> shake. So, yeah. And I... I used to not be like when I was in college, I, I would skip breakfast mm -hmm. all the time. But I think once I started teaching and like the day started so early, I was like, I have to eat something, something yeah. to like get through the morning. So um, like eggs and avocado Yum. and toast and that kind of thing mm -hmm. is or like yogurt and fruit are the things that I like. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, do you shop at Publix. Yes, I do. Have you ever gone to the the fruit section? They have got wonderful parfaits. If you've never had one, I'm going to change your life today. Go to the, the yogurt and the fruit uh -huh. section, and they already build them for you. And it's a nice low-fat vanilla yogurt. They layer the fresh fruit in there, and it comes with a little packet, Alyssa, of granola to put on top. So you sprinkle, sprinkle, eat, sprinkle, sprinkle. They're divine. Yeah, and that would save me a lot of time from having to make it myself. Right? I highly encourage you to try one. It's probably more cost effective to make them yourself but for a treat or on the go I yeah. highly recommend them yeah I have to get some of those <laughs> especially like when my husband's out of town yeah because I would say try. that's the other thing too like my mornings are different when he's, when he's here around. versus yeah, yeah it makes it easier mm -hmm. for me to work out if he's here yeah makes so sense. we can split up the you know the, the responsibilities yeah now you and I were chatting before the show do you mind if I share the name of, of your feline friend no, no, go ahead. I asked Alyssa did she have any animals because as you as our returning listeners know cat rangers is one of our sponsors and so she has a feline friend who is 21 years old that is like eons okay in cat years and miss Lopez is her name tell us about Jenny from the block yeah so miss <laughs> Lopez is is from the Bronx um from where I taught um so yeah I got her when I lived in New York and um she so I should have known that that she was going to be a little bit of a handful and her name kind of she's a diva fits her fits her so she's a diva but she uh, was scratching uh, my roommate got her because she was scratching the grandchildren of the security guard at her school so mm -hmm. she said well well we'll take the cat and then my roommate and her didn't get along so well so so I kind of kept her and mm -hmm. brought her back to Atlanta with me so um, yeah she's She's got a lot of personality. She's a big fluffy cat. Mm -hmm. um, and she 
you she know, likes chicken scraps. So my daughter um, feeds her from the table. So that's really, you know, been, so they've totally bonded. Do regular, like, is that a thing? I'm not a cat person, so I don't have them. Do like cats eat people food? So it depends on what kind of, so my daughter has tried to like throw her sweet potatoes and she's no. not having any of that. But if it's like some sort meat, of meat, yeah, she will okay. eat it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So she's an old cat now. So she's like got thyroid problems. Oh, she bless to, her heart. That's another thing I have to do every morning give is her medicate her. <laughs> <laughs> got to give the cat the thyroid yes. medicine. So I start that. Yeah, that's what, that's actually one of the first things I do. How many years of the 21 have you had her? Um, so I got her, yeah, she was like five when I got her. Okay, so I've so had you guys have been in time. it for yeah. the long haul. Mm-hmm. You had her before you met your husband. Oh, yeah. Oh, she came Yeah, so first. she came with the package. Uh-huh. There you <laughs> go. Hey, this is a perfect time for us to um, have a word from one of our other sponsors, and that's Cat Rangers. Cat Rangers is saving lives of cats and kittens one paw at a time. They are the special forces of cat rescue, and all of their felines recover in their lovely home-like center in Buford while they wait to find their forever homes. Cat Rangers is growing rapidly and is always seeking financial and volunteer support. Please contribute by visiting catrangers.org today. I thought you would get a kick out of that. Those are our lovely friends at Cat Rangers. So when you're in the market for another kitty, wants Miss Lopez... Oh, don't say that. Well, if Lopez is looking for a friend, if oh, yeah. she needs a young buck friend to keep her spry, <laughs> I know where you can find a feline. Okay. Hey, Alyssa, I wanted to ask, um, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience? Any words of wisdom or any, any parting thoughts um, for our listeners before you and I um, say goodbye? Oh, words of wisdom. That's, words that's hard. Wisdom. I don't know how much wisdom, wisdom. I have, right? I think I, you've got I some think, wisdom. So I think kind of what we were, you know, talking about my background is it was kind of meandering I think you know it's important for folks figuring out their way uh, in the working world is it's not necessarily always a straight line you know and so you don't have to have everything figured out Mm -hmm. or you might have a plan and it's gonna you know you have to be flexible Mm -hmm. so how much of that would you say because you're a planner okay how much of that would you say um, was a result of your planning do you think that you could have planned more to achieve a different outcome or do you think looking back you would have planned less so you could (laughs) just coast through the ride I think you know looking back I mean some of it is just I think the opportunities that I came across and saying yes to those opportunities so you know that I could not have foreseen so I think that's why like you kind of have to have a general plan or put yourself in the, a plan to at least put yourself in the right place like for me that was going to the grad school program and then that led me to you know working for a CID which I didn't even know existed before mm-hmm. I started you know the grad school program so so it kind of just uh, the domino effect you just right. kept on on and kept up your pace and then it all started to unfold yeah Well, that's amazing, Alyssa. Thank you so much for joining us today. And congratulations on all of your achievements. Thank you for everything that you do for our community. And I look forward to seeing you in person more now that events have kind of started back. And um, again, for those of you listening out there, this is Alyssa Davis, and she is the executive director of the Sugarloaf CID. Um, For all of you listening out there, if this is your first time, thank you for listening. If you are a returning visitor, please hit that subscribe button. We'd love to know that you are there. As always, you can follow us on Facebook or on LinkedIn, on Twitter and Instagram at Gwinnett Radio X. And until next time, I have been Amanda. I am Amanda Pierce, and this has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women. 